When you look around your organization, do you see that there's somewhere between three and five different generations in the workforce? And the fact that we can talk about the generations is part of the problem. In today's episode of The Leadership Hustle, we're going to talk about the myths related to the different generations and the labels that come along with them. Hello, and welcome to The Leadership Hustle for executives whose companies are growing fast and need leaders who are ready. Okay, so when we think about generations, just for our audience, why don't you label them? Give the put the labels out there that maybe they've heard. What oh, are, what are yeah. those the different the different generations that how they've been labeled? Okay, so we have the traditionals, the seniors, right? That were born ish somewhere before 1964. We're just gonna label because basically each generation is 20 ish years, and depending upon which author, which which you know science that you're looking at, but we've got the the traditional, we've got the baby boomers who were born, did I even say that right? Do I have this right? Oh yeah, I know that because the... Because the, the baby boomers are 1964 to 1944 and then we have the seniors that are before that. Yes. So I stand corrected. Seniors, 1943, 1944 and sooner. Baby boomers are 1964 to 1944. Um, Gen X, 1964 to 1980. It's 80. Yeah, 1980. We've got uh, millennials or, or that group, which are 1980 to 2000. And now we've got Gen Z, which is 2000. Mm, it's, yeah, mid-90s. Mid-90s then to the two, like 2018, 2019, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. So, Traditional baby boomers, Gen X, millennial, Gen Z. Those are the five that we've got yeah. in our workforce. Yes, and so. yes. And, and, and they're defined, like you said, about every 20 years. Right. And what it really focuses on is the events that took place in those 20 years. Now, those events Ish. are when that person was somewhere between the age of 5 and 15. Correct. And so, you know, it's like not, if they were born, you know, in, in September 2001, they're not going to remember, you know. Correct. They talk was, about, yeah. So they have to be five or six years old. So there was a memory of when those events were happening. Correct. Right? Correct. But that, that cohort, cohort is really pulled together based off of events. World events or societal events, social, social events that were going on at that time. Correct. That, that will have, can have an impact on how you see things or don't see things. Because like we were joking, your nieces will never really know a phone on the wall with a cord. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's, there's, you can go through the. They won't even know about fax machines and those came well, after later that's too, funny. right? funny, yeah. Yeah, they won't know about fax machines. Um, <laughs> And, and, you know, and how things got done differently, right? right? Uh, but what, what, unfortunately, that the negative impact of putting these generations out there, and, and this was put out with research done. Mm -hmm. uh, it, apparently, though, what they're now finding after kind of going back and looking at it is it wasn't done to the extent that it truly needed to be done. Right. Uh, and that it, these, the, the generations is actually creating labels Yep. stereotypes right that we are placing on because you're young and you're old then if, if you're if you're old or, and when I say old it's it's you know well I'm like, everything's relative ah, yeah I know everything's <laughs> relative I'm like oh, I want to say baby boomers um, <laughs> but when we think about you know the young and old it's you know we have the stereotype we have these these labels right and these labels are so negative it, it already creates an us versus you know you versus me kind of thing and when we think about their training and development and you know what do we have to do to our, our work environment to attract and and so forth 
it has nothing to do with what the new science is, is showing that it, it, the events that occurred do not anticipate or predict someone's future and behaviors. Right. So it's the behaviors that are the... 23 years ago, I did my master's thesis and I happened to do my thesis on the different generations in the workforce. That time there were only four, so you know <laughs> we, we were dealing with that. But the thing that I remember as I was doing the research, because they were, all the research was showing up, a lot of this heavy, you know, you've got baby boomers who, you know, they are, um, we call them old school, right? Yes. And so we've, we've got... Stubborn. I mean, the labels are never positive for the most part. Right. Unless you know, you're in that generation. Unless you're <laughs> in that. Well, even, you know, whatever the generation was, I mean, we were making fun of the traditional generation because, you know, we would talk about, you know, did you go to your grandparents' house and did you have to clean out these closets that had drawers and cabinets full of, you know, wrapping paper and string and, you know, the collection of all the things and why that they did these things and all that stuff. It's like, but I remember when I was doing this research, it's like, you know, I look at each of these generations and when the previous generation was 20, so, Think yes, of any generation forever. when they were in their 20s or late teens. It's like, I don't understand their music. I don't understand their haircuts. I don't understand their work ethic. Every generation has said that about the younger generation, the yes. youngest generation. The youngest generation, right? Yes. It doesn't make any difference. It wasn't the fact that if I'm 50, I'm looking at a 30-year-old thinking, I don't understand their work ethic. It was always the youngest generation who was determining who they are at that time, trying to figure out what's important to them and looking at those various things. So I really love the fact that, that the research is showing up in ways that my gut was telling me mm -hmm. that when I was defending my thesis, it was like, yeah, this is what the, the research is saying, but my gut is telling me it doesn't make any difference what generation you were born in, it's the age you are and what part of your life journey and experiences you are living through at that time. Correct, because it can, we've, we both could have been born the exact same year, but we're all gonna have our, you and I would have different journeys, yes, right? Yes. And those journeys are gonna impact who we are, which, um, you know, the, those life experiences, and those are gonna impact how we behave, right? right? And what it really comes down to, when we think about the negative stereotypes that are happening, it's all about behaviors. Right. And it, it doesn't matter what occurred in 1962 as a large event, it's not a predictor of my behavior correct and but that's the negative piece is because then everyone is having this I believe you know about the younger generation so since I believe that about them maybe I'm not gonna hire them maybe I'm, they're right. not ready for a promotion but is that why but right. that that's, it gets in the way and it's it's right. it's definitely causing issues and um, it's creating I think it creates that tension in the workplace as well and we just use that almost as an excuse uh, on why you know we choose not to do something and we believe it, but it's it's truly just a behavior, and the behavior is what we have to address, not the actual, just because they were born during that time frame. And so the things that the new research is showing is age, what it has to do with age and events, right? So one thing they find is as people age, they tend to vote more. It doesn't matter if you were born in 1920 or if you were born in 1980. As you age you tend to vote more often. It, it, that has an increase. Okay. And then when you look at events, COVID, mm. <laughs> uh, that, that famous we word. All yeah. it. We That's the thing with events. We've all experienced it. Mm -hmm. And so when you think back to the research that was done on generations, 
there were several other millions of people that experienced it as well, but we're only talking about it for that generation and you can't separate that. Now we may look at things differently, it may impact us all differently, but again, that event is, is something we all had to, ex we all experienced one way or another. Right. They talked about 9-11, how after 9-11, uh, millennials, this is what first came out, was um, more, you know, they had an increased dedication to the military and to the belief of, um, um, I just want Patriotism. To yes, thank you. Yes, that, but it was just the millennials, which was BS. It wasn't after, right. when they pull back. It was everyone was. Everybody who was older. Everyone. everyone. That point, yes. Everybody who was Everyone, exactly, because we all experienced 9-11. But it, it's really easy for us just to kind of put them in this box, and that box is not the place they should really be put Well, them. let's look at a, a couple others. So today I hear about... Um, the youngest generation in the workforce, so that's Gen Z. Gen Z. And we're talking about how um, they ghost people, oh, how yeah. they they will interview and then they just disappear, and or how they might start to work and then they just disappear. I know people who are 50, 60, and even 70 who are doing the same thing, and it has nothing to do with the fact that, oh, this generation ghosts ghost. people. Everybody has done this, right? Um, there's so many other things that they're attributing to the youngest generation today. That's stereotyping, the right? stereotyping. Those labels. And, and the fact that we all know stereotyping is bad. We all have blind spots. We all understand that we look at people and we start creating habits of thought and those habits of thought are untrue. And so we have to challenge those habits of thought mm -hmm. and say, where else is this true? It's true in older people. It's you know, it's there's not one group of people who are not going to have demonstrated the similar behaviors Tears, either yes. at that same age or are continuing to do it. It's just that they were not given that label as a person. So who, you don't see it. You don't see it. Yeah, right? you don't see it. And that that's the labels are so negative because that's what we start looking for then, right? right? As soon as you trigger that generation, people have, because social media, news, I mean, it was everywhere in the late 90s and, and early 2000s with pumping that information out about the stereotypes, right. or I'm sorry, about the generations, um, that now when you say it, people have automatic thoughts. Right. And those automatic thoughts then impact how we feel, which impact how we behave. And that's the, that's a huge negative about it. Well, I, I, I think about this, you know, we think about this and today we're talking about generations. But we could talk about whether you were born and raised in a very large urban area, whether it's New York or Chicago or LA, and the experiences you have there and how you experience the world mm -hmm. is going to be different than you probably experienced it in Omaha, Nebraska. And we stereotype them, Correct. whoever they are, right? Yeah, definitely. And, and so the point of this whole conversation is not to make a big deal about generations. The concept of what we want to talk about are the myths of this, and the reality is we need to take a look at each human being and what are the things that motivate them? What are the, where are they in their, their life journey, mm -hmm. right? And just letting people discover who they are and their independence and the things that are important to them and just going through their life journey is going to give you an indication as to what might be more important Correct. or the choices that they're going to be make it easier to make Correct. than in other parts of their life. Yes. So uh, yeah, like a 
if you have an early 20-something, well, we'll just say 20 to 30, right? Uh, their commitments, level of commitments, um, are going to be different than maybe someone's commitments at, let's say, 35, 40, uh, kind or of. Or depending upon how many kids they have. Well, that's what I'm referring to as, com yeah, commitments. Commitments, uh, right? Yeah, those commitments are children, you know, partner, whatever those commitments are. So when you're when you don't have very many commitments, it's a lot easier for you to get move. Oh, there's a job opportunity over here. I want to go check that out. I want right. to go. I want to go try that out. And I'm going to go move across the world. How they're going to choose to spend their money. How they're going to choose Except not to spend their money. What they're saving for. How conservative they are. You know, all those things are going to be very different, different in that decade. Well, and, and it's it's just where they where they're at. Uh, I've had friends that had kids younger, well, young a lot younger than I did, almost ten years younger than I did, um, to where I'm at, and they have different commitments and different decisions that they make with their life than I make with mine, just based off of my current commitments, right? Right. And that's just a ten year gap, not the we'll say twenty year gap. I guess the twenty year gap just makes it more obvious. But sure, <laughs> um, it's. It's important that we recognize people. So McKinsey study, they did a, they have a, a great article on debunking. They did a lot of research, and what they really came up with is why do people leave organizations? Why do they join a new organization? And why do they stay at their organizations? Sure. Okay. Common themes are no different than what we've talked about for years. The basic needs people have, the basic human need, right? Right. People want to feel valued. They want to feel important. They want to have opportunities for growth. They want to, they want to feel like you care about them. I mean, right. just some of the basic needs, which go ahead and dive into that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just, just the fact that, that as a human one, I do want to fit in, but I'm not going to all the time, right? There are going to be things about my lifestyle that are not going to fit with everybody else's lifestyle. Yes. But I don't want, I, I do want to be who I am and I want to be heard and appreciated yes. for who I am, yes. not because I've got some label attached to me. You know, for years we've talked about the fact that people are born human first and given labels, right? Mm. And and so if we start labeling people, that's unfair. You know, we're setting them up for failure. We're setting people up for failure. And so I really want us to to think ab about this whole idea of yes, we have people of all ages in the workforce. Okay. Forget what we're calling them. We have people who are of all ages, who all have this need to um, contribute, to be heard, to be valued, to to want to belong. Yes. And and if we as managers are treating them like Gen whatever, fill in the blank. Yes. Then what we're doing is we're not listening to them as an individual, and that will cause people to tune management out. It will cause them to um, disassociate with um, people who they could be learning from. Mm -hmm. It will cause them to disassociate with an organization who could truly be asking them very valuable questions to contribute to the solutions and the service and the products that we're, that we're trying to deliver on a, on a daily basis. So, you know, just kind of tying this up into a little bit of a bow. Yep, you will find all kinds of research on all five of those generations. And I'm pretty sure we're going to get another generation mm -hmm. to come in as, you know, our oldest generation um, move on to their next, to their next life. The reality is that that is not doing anybody any good, right? What we really need to do is listen to what is it that person is needing at that point in time in their life. And maybe they're just discovering that. But it doesn't mean we have to um, 
we have to tell them what they're needing because of a generational need. It is, where are you in your, in your, um, your journey on this life? Where are you in your work journey? Mm -hmm. What is it that you see happening? And just because you as an individual took a certain path doesn't mean that path is right for everybody else. So let's, let's really get into knowing the individuals that work with us. Um, we have managers and team leads and coworkers who can really contribute to making work life much more fulfilling because we get to accept them for who they are and where they're going. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot of myths about these generations mm -hmm. and I'm really glad we got to talk about that. Thanks for joining us today for the Leadership Hustle and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another episode.